And you guys may be seated. So we, I had one title for today's message and then I changed it because it sounds too aggressive. Uh, it, uh, go ahead and put the title up there that we're going to use. Uh, that was not the title we were going to use. You did not change it on this, right? Because I did not change it. We were going to call it Mama Hammer. Um, it just sounds so violent. But, um, but we were talking about the love of mom. What did I change it to? Mom's grace. Grace from mom. That's what we're going to talk about. It's grace from mom. So it did change. Online, they see grace from mom. And it's the immovable love of a mother. And Pastor Rita was saying all these things about moms and, and the love of mom. And, and as I was praying and preparing for this uh, about a week and a half ago, God says, and tell them about the Ruth experience about mothers. And I was like, well, Ruth experience about mothers. I don't, I don't know a whole bunch of stuff that's in there about Ruth being a mom. But Ruth's experience uh, with motherhood was, was something to behold and something powerful to see. So in Ruth chapter 1 and verse 14 through 18, it says, And they raised their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not plead with me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you sleep, I will sleep. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me. And worse, if anything but death separates me from you. And so I was like, so God, how does this work? You know, where you're talking about the Ruth experience, and it was that piece of it that where Ruth looked at Naomi, which was her mother-in-law, and Ruth, they had, so Naomi's husband and her two sons had passed away. One of those sons was Ruth's husband, and she was committed, even though Naomi was trying to tell her, go ahead and go back to your people, go ahead and go back to your family, but she was committed to stand with Naomi because it was the only symbol of a mother that she had. Not only that was it the only symbol of a mother, it was the only symbol of, she was the one that introduced her to faith because her people, she came from a pagan background. And when you get someone beyond, not, not the folks, and, and again, I'm going to go beyond because, again, it was Teacher's Week, so happy Teacher's Week, Miss Tayona. Thank you for, for teaching, and Brad, happy Teacher's Week. So no one mentioned, you know, we're going to have any flowers for you, but I'm pretty sure we can find a gift because Pastor Rita keeps extra gifts just in case something breaks out here because that's the mom that she is. Naomi was that lady that introduced people to their faith and Ruth saw that, saw that and she clung to it. She's like, hey, look, ain't nothing gonna, but death going to separate me from my family and what I believe family to be. You're not going to get me to just leave. You're not going to get me to just give up. You're not going to get me to just give in. I'm going to be here. And if anything but death separates us, man, let me be a curse. Let me be a curse. Let me be something else. So Ruth, it, it is about her loyalty. And verse 18 says, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her about it. And, and that's what I say about moms. Moms are determined, right? That they are going to do what they believe and know is right regardless. And, and even in, in my family, everyone remembers my stuff. They, remembers, they remember what my mom had to come to my aid, like, like they never did anything, but they did. 
but they always remember what she came to me about. And, and, and it was, there was different times that she would, she would show up in a way that, that I knew that meant that she loved me no matter what. No matter what. You know, we can't, can't even talk about it even being blind love, no matter how tired. I'll, I'll say this at every commencement I get to do at our gateway uh, graduations, that, 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 that the days are long, but the years are short. And you've had some long nights with the kids, but, but man, you look up and then they're grown and they're 23 and 21 and, and however old my kids are, but still uh, uh, our kids, as, as Pastor Rita say, they're still our babies. Now, she's apologized for things. I have not. I've been right. Okay? So whatever they've done, they deserve whatever discipline I gave them. But she may have apologized because, I mean, in Pastor Rita's, with her love for people in general, and that's what my love of Margarita was saying, it's just she has that compassion to make us all feel like her children in a way, even if we're all hanging out. And I know I'm not her child, but she has a way of loving all of us, and you guys have a way of, of loving that. Well, I looked at Ruth, and, and with her, her determination, her loyalty to Naomi reveals that the power of motherhood is what it means to everyone that is in the presence of a, of a great mom. So even people that you didn't give birth to, you, you tend to raise them by your example. And she was raising them by the example. And, and Ruth saw this, like, uh, even if we say you're either going to be someone's example or their excuse. And, and as they begin to see that, sometimes we have to cling to it. And, and, and even me being so far away, I know Pastor Mona was, was one of my first encounters with someone who could who'd hug me because my mother is, is so far away. And I remember being in a, in a service, y'all, in a church service. And, and they said, okay, because no mask at the time. And we didn't have all this because this was in 1992. And they said, get up and go hug somebody. And I went to go hug this person. And that person looked at me and said, you got to be kidding me to think I'm going to hug you. Right? Now, so, again, what the enemy would love for you go, that happened at church, in church. Something must be wrong with church. No, something was wrong with that person. Right? You, you know, when you have options in your head thinking, oh, no, I don't want to hug you. But I do want to hit you with something. And I turned, and Pastor Mona was right there, and she just had her arms out. Like, it was almost like instantly. I don't know where she came from, but she showed up, and she just wrapped her arms around me and just said, man, we're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're about, uh, about church. And, and I remember that encounter because that kept me from basically leaving. See, you have something like that, how many times that they've held us together, how many times even when we talk about the Noah's Ark that our parents tend to have, or especially our moms, begin to load people on, even though they don't have what they've been believing God for. They're still waiting, they're still praying, but in the meantime, they're loading family members on to be delivered from storms, to be delivered and be set free. And so Naomi reveals her motherhood and, and, and so begins to show that by the fact of no matter what we've gone through, there, there's peace here. There's, there's a discovery here. There's, there's deliverance. There's hope for us. And so with her losing all that she lost, she never lost her faith. She kept believing, kept striving. Now, I, I know a lot of times where, where people look and go, man, you, you know, you're the pastor of the church and you must have great faith. I, I, I tend to think Pastor Rita brings it pretty strong. She has the ability to just believe, right? I, I may encounter some things. I have to, I have to, scope. she can, I, I'll put it, she can forgive faster. How about that? Any of y'all slow forgivers? 
And y'all need to say, yeah, thank y'all for some of you. You know, sometimes it takes me a while to, to hug somebody that said some stuff. Pastor Rita can just, oh, I'm like, not ready yet. I'm not ready. But she could just be there. She could go, oh, girl, how y'all been? I know how they been. I heard the last thing they said. Let me tell you. And she's like, oh, man, let's, what can we do for y'all? Who talks like that? Who talks like that? Well, somebody who carried a gift longer than a few weeks uh, knows how to talk like that. Someone who carries a gift knows how to love like that, knows how to give back, knows how to honor even when they're not being honored. They, knows how, they know how to give it. And, and I just, again, I still, my understanding gets in the way. And so she never lost her faith. She, she seems to never lose her faith. No matter what we're going through, we always can look at, at mom and just go like, hey, man, that, that is a blessing to us. And so the power of this thing, the, the, the power of mothers is always there, but it really excels in times of struggles. And that fight through struggle empowers the entire family with her loyalty to always be there for them. It's always there. It's, it's, it's just that part that I, I'm going to be here for you. Say, man, well, I haven't experienced that. I, I, I've been through things where people haven't always been there. Look, God will always provide. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll always be there for you. Uh, and, and when she didn't lose her faith, when she kept everything going, she, she had to stop and go, look, I'm, I'm not going to return back to my own country because this is what I know is the living God. I know the hope of God. I know God's power. I know God's love. I know to honor him. So the power of mothers is always there, but it excels in times of trouble. So Naomi's name means sweet and pleasant. How, did you, how do you keep your name when everything has gone wrong? She knew how to parent, but, but she lost so much. She lost her husband and her sons, but, but she still, her name was sweet and pleasant. But then she asked for her name to be changed because of what she'd been through. And sometimes we will want to label ourselves based on what we've been through. But God has said, no, that's, this is who you are. You're still sweet and pleasant. You're not the bitter and hurt. You're not the frustration. You're not that. You've done a lot of great. And, and, and begin to just raise that thing up inside of her as has been a blessing to her daughter-in-laws to to go back so Ruth chose to stay rather than go back Naomi's life is a great example of the power of God bringing something good out of a out of a bitter situation out of a broken and bitter situation to bring something good like how do we, how do you encourage when things haven't gone your way how do you stay hopeful that's why we talk about it. it's a sacrifice of praise because anybody can shout and be excited and have your Jesus clothes on and write your scriptures when you got everything you need, right? But can I celebrate it when things are not going my way on the outside? Can I really reach down and understand that peace that's beyond my understanding when, when, I can, when I can just reach in there and get it? And so you can tell what people will turn into by what they turn to in times of trouble, you can, that'll tell you what they're going to turn into by what they turn to. See, because if I turn to this and things that are not of God, that's what I'm turning into. Right? Those, those things are going to expose me. Those things are going to reveal me. Those things are going to, those things are going to get me. And so many of us turn to our praying moms in times of trouble. Right? It's just, it's just she always seems to be praying. Always seems to be somewhere knowing. I, I used to try to... Uh, not call, which gets me in trouble. 
And then when I do call, I used to try to hide if I was going through something. So the phone, they shouldn't be able to pick stuff up. And she would go like, <laughs> what's wrong? I said, I just called you. Why is that the first statement out of your mouth? Like, what's wrong? It's Tuesday. Nothing's wrong. It's Tuesday. She goes, man, I can feel it. Something's not happening. Let's pray. So we never even get to start in the conversation. It's let's pray. And she'll start praying. And she's just like, you know, uh, you know God, is, God, is, God is speaking to my heart about you. And I'm like, dude, I just, I just wanted to, it's been three weeks <laughs> since I called. I'm just trying to get the call in. She goes, she goes, you realize this is always a ministry to me. It's never about you getting your, your words and your call in and getting things just to say to me. It's, it's, it's always a ministry to me. So she knows in that. And so it teaches us and teaches me to turn toward God. And, and again, same thing, teaching our kids to turn toward God, teaching our kids. You know, we, we would be playing in the, in, the, in the streets as we were little. You could talk about anything else, but you got to my mama. It was a fight. And if I was too little, I hit you with a stick which usually I was too little, so I had to get a stick out most of the time. You talk about anybody else, but you say, yo, mom, game on, game on. No, you, that's off limits in the neighborhood. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, and, and, and Riley brought this out of me, it says, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth, out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So first access after God speaks to the child, right? Because God is speaking to the baby before it even gets into the womb. And then the next, next person he trusts with that experience, with this anointed child that God has spoke to is mom. The next one it gets, I've spoken to the baby. I've, I've told the baby. And, and now here you carry for nine months. Now you get to carry. They're in the back room over there. Uh, you get to carry. You get the, you get the honor because after I speak to them, now you're the vessel I'm going to use. So that's, that's, a, that's a powerful time because you think about we're in the encounter with God and, and someone that can believe in you so strong. And I, I believe an, an anointed mom carries children with authority and, and raises them with the responsibility of protecting that anointing. That's, that's, that's that fight where... You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's when they show up and they're ready to fight you if you've hit their kid. Now, you got the kid saying, don't talk about my mom, but you got the mom saying, if you touch my kid, right? And I know some of y'all looking all sophisticated, but you will take your earrings off if somebody hits your child, right? I remember being at a barbecue. I don't know why we're trying to act like we all act good, but I, I, I get it. I've been to this church before where y'all act better than me. I've seen a run down a hill. With some Christian people, she sent us to go get matches from them because we needed to light our grill. We didn't have a grill. I watched, and they go, we don't have matches. You know how uh, the Christians like to touch. They want to hug too much. It was one of them kind of churches, like this one. She couldn't see from the hill that these white men, that's just what it was, started like, we ain't got no matches. We don't smoke. And they were kind of, you know, just kind of hugging us. And she saw them jumping us. We looked up, she's running full speed down the hill. Down the hill. Do you? And I said, Mama, they Christians. Not today. Do you better. And I was like, no, they were just telling us they did. She ran full speed, ran out of her flip flops, 
ran out of, everything she's going to protect her kids. She's going to protect her kids. There, there's, a, there's a power. You know, we are children of God. We are sons of God, and we're bride of Christ, and, and God will run down anything to protect us. He'll come after us, and, and no matter what's lit, no matter who's come against you, no matter who said whatever against you, you still belong to God. I mean, if, you know, still, it's still my child. You had that statement, no matter what they have done, that's still my child. They're still mine. They're still mine. You know, I, I still, I mean, I, I didn't say they were perfect. I know they ain't perfect. I raised them. We used to always say to people, how many of y'all raising the kind of kids you always told yours not to play with? You know, it's, it's, it's coming where, where God shows up in a mighty way, in a powerful way, to be able to encourage them to be able to show us that love. And, and so the care is that. This reveals their passion. And, and what people may call blind love for their family is really love that the outside world can't see or understand. You've got, how many of you have ever been told you spoil your children? You spoil them with love. Oh, nobody? Mm. Mm. Look at all you wonderful parents. There's sometimes that what people think is just spoiling is that it's that unconditional love that's been shown. I, I, all I do is love. We're spoiled by Christ. He keeps loving us. He keeps taking us back. Uh, and it reveals that passion for that love that the world can't see. So I love the statement that every dream is either born or borrowed, and dreams that are backed by a supportive mom helps children recognize the dream planted by God. Planted by God. I, I could never, I, I mean, I'll go this, and, and even my twin and I, for those of you who don't know, there's two of us uh, out here in the world. But even our older siblings, when they would get in trouble, I can understand why my mom was always like, why are you always doing that stuff for her? Why are you always helping them? Couldn't get it. Like, it made no sense. They keep making the same mistakes. And, and what my mom turned to me and said in a very violent, non-church way was, I'll be there for you the exact same way. She goes, this is not me trying to make uh, justify wrong. This is telling you what's right in me is to love my kids. Is to love my family. So, so we look at you moms, and then you, we take it to the next step. She was a mother-in-law. She wasn't even the actual mom. You realize that, that you, are, you are parenting kids unknowingly, that they just need something to see. I know, I know, one, little, I know one kid we used to grow up with used to pick his mom out of the Sears catalog because he didn't have one and say, that's my mama. Like, he would do that. But then when he gets to school, the lady he looked up to the most was the lady that served him in the cafeteria. He's talking about a job that's fulfilling, a job with purpose, a job with a hand on it. And, and that's, that begins to show that what we carry or what you guys carry as mothers, as, as parenting, as all of those things, anyone around you gets to see it and gets to be a part of it. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. <laughs> It, even before we jump into that, how many of y'all ever had to eat your words? Yeah, okay, so we're getting some more participation. Some of y'all just like to lie on Sunday morning because I know we ain't said it all right all the time, right? And we have to do it. So if I'm eating the fruit of my words, think about the fruit of, 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 of a mother, a fruit of, of what moms do all the time, and they eat the fruit of the words of saying, that's my child, I'm encouraging them, I'm always going to be there to be a blessing to them. I, I was thinking about, I was, I was writing Sean this little copy and paste thing of Sean, and I'm thinking like, Geneva's probably already said this. I'm going to send it anyway. 
I was wondering if he goes like, my mom sent me this. He, he never said that, but I was just wondering, like, the things that we think that we're encouraging people with, and I, I believe I do, but I think that it just connects with what's already been said. So imagine that. Imagine the power of that. So love celebrates life and the accomplishments and that come with it, and a mom consistently, consistently sees the good in the family no matter what. Consistently sees the good in the family consistently come to see that power so this is this love is what keeps us uh, powering through when others hate our on our accomplishments uh something as simple as family a family getaway will reveal how mothers see things differently than from fathers i know in our house is the same way My, hey we need to go have a getaway my question is how anybody want to finish that much is it going to cost Pastor Rita is how priceless it's going to be when we do it. And I'm back to how much. And she goes, no, this getaway is going to bring us together something that finances can't buy. It says I'm living off the economy of the soul. So what profit a man to gain a whole world and lose his soul? We, we need to build up our souls. That's why we're taking a trip. Well. If you'd have said that the first time, I wouldn't have asked how much. But just know we're going to be eating in for the next few days. And they're talking about the fact of, I want to love beyond just what we can get physically to what you can be mentally and emotionally. Where's my, where's my thing, my strength? How do I calm down? And, and, I, and I remember being for years, uh, uh, being in, a, in a, point, a place of trying to understand that compassion Right, because uh, sometimes we get labeled of not having compassion, or or it's not love. But but there's this compassion, and and again, especially with the moms that I'm around, and, and seeing you guys as as parents, that you have that even when you're exhausted, you can show that love because y'all know that's when that's when you know you love them, when you're tired, and that threat to, do I take them out or do I keep them? You know, you weigh in the odds. But then you decide that you're going to keep them. The anointed mom believes in keeping the soul at all costs over gaining the things of this world. So Philippians 4.19, that God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus is the amount that she's looking at. It's this, we're going to be rich in glorifying God rather than glorifying the world and being a part of the world. And I would say, say that as a part of our position. So low, Psalms 127 verse 3 through 4. Lo, children are an, an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is this reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. And so they are mighty. And listen, uh, I'm not stuck on stupid. I know we've had to fight through some things in here. There are some stuff that, that, that you had to get through to be where you are today. And all of that battle, all that strength that you got to go through, you're using that to live through each and every day. So that's the, I think that's the power of God, that you take that what should have been a bitter life and turned it into just a bitter moment and let God bring power and resurrection to your current life. See, mom has the power to be mentally and emotionally available for each child. And what makes one child cry, another one angry, another one sad, but she knows how to respond to both situations. I, this is a, 
This is one of this is the day. This is a a, a struggle day. I, I remember being so frustrated with my with one of my siblings that I just hated the lifestyle he had. I was really like one of those angry, angry kids. And and um, when he when he passed away, I couldn't couldn't get that back. I couldn't get that back. And I thought even to myself, if I could just he was a great singer, great musician, great all that stuff. And and I'm not. It's like, if I could just sound like him for her, like, if I could learn to hear, like, how she heard, why did I act like I, I, like I was so much better? Why couldn't I see what she could see? And I couldn't because she's, she was his mother. I just couldn't see it. I just saw his behavior. I just saw what was on the outside. But she could love him through it. And I thought, if I could give that voice back, if I could be anything back to be able to let her hear my brother Alan's voice, I, I, would, I would do that. And in the midst of... Come and kind of having that little emotional moment, she goes, no, I need you to be your voice because I'm your mother the way you are. And I think when we celebrate on Mother's Day today, think about the loyalty of what we got and who we have and what they've been to us and, and, and what they mean for us. And even all of those who've been around us that have been great examples of mothers. So what, what looks complex to others is a way of life to a mom. We are blessed to have God's example walking before us daily. And we love it. We love it. We're appreciative of everything that you guys do. Our Mother's Day, we want to make sure that you're celebrated, not just tolerated. It's not a thankless life. It's not a, not a listen, uh, I, I, would, I mean, between, between us, I'm glad she carried the, for nine months. I couldn't do it. I can't do with the weight I got now. But she was able to do it and, and do it in such a loving way. And anyone that Pastor Rita comes in contact with and, and even you guys come in contact with, it's a loving way. You receive us in a way that we're not able to receive ourselves. And I, and I want to make sure that I'm careful to encourage you for you carrying the anointing of God. And, and the scripture says, touch not mine anointed. Hey, don't be afraid to stop anything from touching your kid. Because God spoke to them, and they are anointed of God, and you continually speak over them. Amen? And I want you guys to bow your heads. I'm going to pray over you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, and I, and I praise you for each and every person here in the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord God, for the encouragement of each and every mom here. Moms here, moms-to-be, grandmothers. I thank you, Lord God, for that overwhelming compassion of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that begins to come over us, Lord God, and begin to strip away anything that tries to say that you didn't do all you could have done. Romans 8 1 says, There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for keeping us here. Thank you for celebrating us. Thank you for having us. And Father, I thank you for that peace that surpasses all understanding and begins to grow in us. As Father, we remember one another. Remember parents that we don't get to see today and remember mothers that are not with us. But Lord God, in our heart and our spirit, we couldn't bury that character and we couldn't leave the character that they gave us. We thank you, Jesus, that you are always, always reminding us of the one we should always honor, our mother and our father. We should honor them. Let us be honorable today in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. 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 Man, we thank you guys. Little Riley, thank, thanks for Riley being born and being able to dedicate. Those of you guys who uh, uh, was in here and in agreement with us over that, we thank you for that. We love you guys, and, and you are dismissed. Uh, if you want to know where she took your kids, if this is your first time, just go around that corner. You'll hear them. <laughs>